0: Uh, you know, one of the purposes of the Word of God is to correct us. When when we veer off the path, when God tells us in His Word, "This is the path, walk in it," and it tells us the path is narrow. But when we fling off of it, when we veer off of it. One of the purposes of these sacred texts, of these scriptures, is to say, hey, to correct us back onto the path that the Lord has for us. That's one of the purposes that we have this Bible, the scriptures. God's Word is referred to as the plumb line. All these years, I've I've always remembered even as a young boy and teenager, you know, barely listening to the sermon, you know, thinking of other goofy things. I always remember, remember Pastor Joe has always held his Bible up like this. Remember, years and years ago, he preached a sermon called the plumb line. And he kept on holding his Bible up like this and, and representing this Bible as the plumb line. And it shows what is true. It shows what is righteous. And we must take our lives and measure it up to this plumb line to see if we are doing what it says. If we are following the commandments that are in this Bible. Now, we don't take the plumb line and bend it to fit us. We must align ourselves with the plumb line. That's how it works. We don't make it fit us. We align ourselves to what the Word of God says. Listen, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All Scripture, meaning everything in between these two leather-bound covers, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable, listen, for four things. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So the Bible is saying this, in this passage here, it's good for four things for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Listen, doctrine is the body of principles in a belief system. That's what doctrine is. Reproof is rebuke for wrongdoing. If you do something wrong, if you commit some type of sin, the Bible's going to rebuke you, the Lord's going to rebuke you and correct you. Correction, it says it's good for corrections also, that is making atonement, making amendments for what you've done wrong. It's also good for instruction, which is direction or precepts that lead to righteousness. That is why we have these scriptures, for our doctrine, we establish our doctrine, for reproof, that is rebuke, for correcting us and to instruct us in righteousness, And the point of this scripture being all four of those things is so that the man of God may be perfectly, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It's so that we can be godly people, right? We have this so that we can be godly people, so that we can be prepared to do good things. It's so that the, the Bible will keep us. It will prevent us from doing things that are harmful not only to ourselves but to others. You know, if you ignore the Scripture, you're not only going to harm yourself, you may harm your marriage. You may very well harm your spouse. You may harm your family. You may harm your children. You may harm co-workers. You may harm people out in this society if you choose to ignore these Scriptures. Listen, the psalmist says, and I love this this verse in chapter 119, verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And it's a light unto my path. It's, it's saying that the word, the eternal words that God spoke to us, they illuminate our path. They give us light. Will you not agree with me that the world is total darkness, is it not? It is total darkness. But these words of God, they are a lamp unto my feet. They keep us from falling into a ditch. They, they light up our path so that we can see a trap from the enemy that's right in our way. That if you didn't have light, you're going to step in that trap and it's going to harm you. But His Word gives light. His Word also keeps us from getting lost. Would you not agree with me that if you're groping around in total darkness, you're not going to make it to your destination. You need some form of light to help you see the correct direction. To help you see the path that God has delineated for us. His word is a lamp unto my feet and it is a light unto my path. So when a person, anyone, any one of us, forsakes this, when we forsake it, when we say, nah, I don't think so. When we say, nah, I don't agree with it. When we say, no, thank you, pastor. Eh, I hear what you're saying, but no, thanks. I, 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 reject. When a person rejects this, then it is to that individual's own peril. It's even at the peril of... Of those around that individual. It is. You, you reject this. You not only will harm yourself. You will harm others around you. You will cause them great harm. Children, marriage, co-workers. When a person fails to align themselves with the plumb line. They will not exhibit godly characteristics. They will not. You will not. When a person refuses to apply these scriptures to their lives, when they say, nope, no thank you, they will fall prey to one of the things the Bible warns us against. This Bible's full of warnings. No, don't do this. Avoid this. Stay away from this. It's full of that. But when you say, nah, I reject that, then you will fall prey to one of the enemy's devices. You'll walk right into one of his traps and then you'll be stuck. You'll walk right into the ditch and you'll stumble and fall. And you'll cause damages to those around you. You will be, the individual that, that rejects this will be susceptible to the devices of the enemy. And if this individual continues unrepentant of this behavior. If they continue to reject, ignore the scriptures. If they continue to say no, then it ultimately, one way or the other, leads to that person's demise. Whether in this life or the next. Oh, you can have a good job and make $9 billion a year and have billions and billions and billions of dollars and think, I got it made, I don't need this. Then it'll cost you in the next life. It will cost you. Listen, Hosea 4 chapter 6 says this, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The prophet Hosea says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no more priests to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God, I will also forget thy children. What Hosea is saying is that's a warning. He's saying if you reject the knowledge that's found in this book, this book is full of knowledge. It's full of wisdom that it's trying to impart to us. And Hosea says if you reject that, it's not going to go good for you. It's not going to go well for you. The, the end is not going to be good if you reject this book. If you reject the knowledge it's trying to give you. If you say, no, I have a better way, or no, I just don't want to. It's not going to go good, Hosea says. It will not go good. So, so what I'm wondering is, you know, what, what happens to the nation that continually rejects this? What, what happens to a society that rejects, that refuses to repent, that has a knowledge of this but says, no, thank you, I have a better way. No, thank you, I don't want to submit to any God. I don't want to listen to what he has to say. What happens to that nation that rejects the word of God that says, nah, no, thank you? Because I'm starting to look around at our nation and we have fully rejected the word of God. Fully and completely rejected the Word of God. And I'm wondering what happens. Now, I've been waiting to preach about this for a long time. This has been stewing up in me, honestly, for probably a couple months now. But Romans chapter 1 contains what I call a blueprint for what happens to a society that continually rejects the Word of God. It contains the blueprints you know, what blueprints are, their plans, and they show you what the finished product is going to be. Even if you're standing there when this building was just a field, it was just nothing but grass. If you looked at the blueprint, you could say, well, now it's just a field, but the finished product is going to be this. It's going to be this big church. Romans chapter 1 is a blueprint to any individual, to any nation, to any society that continually rejects the word of God. Okay, Romans chapter 1 shows a nation, a people, any people that has a knowledge of God, rejects God, rejects His word, and it follows its descent into complete lawlessness. And I want to look at Romans chapter 1 this morning. I heard some Bibles shuffling, that's good, we're going to be in Romans chapter 1. We'll start in verse 18 this morning says, for the wrath of God, and this is the Apostle Paul preaching, says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now, I know that's a, a, a head full of knowledge right there, but if you break it down, really what the Apostle Paul is said, this passage of Scripture is stating that any group of people, anyone, he, he's not really talking about any particular group of people, he's saying anyone, Anyone that holds the truth in unrighteousness, any group of people, any nation, any society that practices unrighteousness and unlawlessness, will the wrath of God will be revealed to them. That's anyone. So this is applicable to anyone. It's applicable to us as a church and us as a nation. Anyone, the wrath of God will be revealed to the group of people, to the individual that holds the truth in unrighteousness. It doesn't matter what your nation's called. doesn't matter if we're America. Not America. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. doesn't matter your economic status. God's going to reveal His wrath if you ignore this. Okay? If you keep rejecting the Word of God, He's going to reveal His wrath upon that group of people. Why? Why? Because the things of God have been revealed to us. The Bible says because God has showed it unto them. God has showed it. Those people that Romans 1 is talking to about the things of God, all the, the stuff that's in the Bible has been revealed to them, the Bible says. They have a knowledge of God. God has showed it to them. God has revealed Himself to that people this in, that we're talking about in Romans chapter 1. Now let me read verse 20 to you in the New Living Uh, translation says this in the NLV says for ever since the world was created people have seen the earth and the sky through everything God made they can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power and divine nation excuse me divine nature so that they have no excuse for not knowing God what that is saying is there is no excuse for any of us we are not going to be able to stand before God and say, Lord, I didn't know any better. You're not going to be able, None of it will hold up. You can't stand before God and say, Lord, I couldn't understand the Bible. That's why I didn't obey it. God's going to say, you are without excuse. I have revealed it to you. I have revealed myself. I'm all around everywhere. You look, there I am. The earth and the sky, all of creation testifies. It's written inside of our hearts. You know, I believe the most staunch atheist, if you could get down to the core of their being, I believe even they know that there is a God in heaven. They know it. God's work is all around us, God's signature is inside of us. Even if you aren't a Christian, you're still created in the image of God. You can be a God hater, but you're still created in His image. There is no excuse. God has made us moral beings, He has written it into us in our conscience, it's written in our psyche. It's in there. I know it's not right for me to kill. I know it's not right for me to steal. I know that. Why? Because it's written in me. I know those things aren't right. I know it's not right for me to rape. I know that. I am not going to be able to say, you are not going to be able to say, Lord, I couldn't understand. I didn't know. I, I didn't know anything about you. The Bible says you're without excuse. I have revealed myself to all of humanity. Just look around you. He's going to tell you that His eternal power, all of His divine nature has been revealed through creation. It's all around us. Now, having established that now, we're going to move on to the first step Of a degraded society, okay? Because what this is, is these are steps of evil, evil, evil. If you continue on unrepentant, if any nation continues on rejecting the word of God, they take these steps. It's a descent into total chaos. Okay, so now we know that Romans is talking about a people that have a knowledge of God. God's been revealed to all of us. But they reject it. They hold the truth in unrighteousness. The Bible says the wrath of God will be visited upon those people. Okay? So let's, let's get back to our blueprint now. Okay, so we're, we're going to start out with a people that know who God is. Whether an individual, a nation, a society, a culture, doesn't matter. They know. They start out knowing who God is. God has been revealed. Now let's pick up in Romans, verse, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Listen, it says, because that when they knew God, okay, this is a people that knew God. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. These people know God, but they refuse to glorify Him as God. They know Him. They have a knowledge of Him. They know who God is. They know who the God of the Bible is, but they refuse. They reject it, the Bible says. And listen to verse 23. We've got to look at this. It says they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God. They changed it. They took what was pure and righteous and holy and right, and they changed it. These people that refuse and reject God. They take the incorruptible image of God and they change it. They've taken the beautiful things of God and changed them. Ask yourself this morning, what have they done with marriage? They changed it. They changed what marriage was. What marriage was supposed to be, they changed it. Marriage was a beautiful institute created by God and they changed it. This, This group of people that know who God is... They very well know who He is. There's no excuse for Him. But they say, we just aren't going to listen to Him. we got a better way. They took marriage and they change it. These people that know God, they change it. God says, therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and shall cleave unto his wife. That's what marriage is. When Adam, in the Garden of Eden, when he first saw Eve, he would turn and he said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And then this group of people comes along that knows who God is. Any nation, individual, society, whoever it is applicable to any one of them. They come and they say, "Eh, we don't agree that that's what marriage is. We're going to make our own way of marriage. That's not what marriage is. We will define marriage, not God. Professing to be wise, they have become fools. If you think there is any other way in life, outside of the scriptures, professing to be wise, they have become fools. Listen, <laughs> I could be criticized for this, but if you come to me and you say, Hey, Jason, why don't you believe the experts all the time? I don't know if I ever believe the experts. I, I don't believe what the experts say. You know, what do you, why don't you believe what the experts say about climate change? and all? <laughs> Because they're fools. That's why. Thinking to be wise, they have become fools. I rarely, if ever, believe what the experts say. Every beautiful thing that God has made, these evil societies, evil nations, evil men and women come and change what God has made. Listen to this Genesis 1 says, You're made in the image of God. Man changed that and says, No, you're not. Man comes along and says, No, um, you're not made in the image of God. There is no God. You're a random blob of cells, you're a cosmic mistake. There is nothing special about life. There is no purpose to it all. There is no meaning to it all. But God is saying, no, 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 you're made in the image of God. There is a purpose. Man comes along and changes that well. They pervert that also. Yes. The Bible teaches there's sanctity to life, that it's precious, that an individual person is special. Man comes along that has a knowledge of God. They know who he is and they say, man, we're going to change that too. We change marriage, we're going to change it. You're not special. You're just random nothingness. You're here and you're going to be gone and you're going to be... a." Floating out in oblivion somewhere. Gone forever. They changed it. You're a cosmic mistake. Listen, Genesis 1 says God created them male and female. Man changed that as well. Man changed that and says there is an infinite amount of genders. Man comes along and says, hey, we're going to change it. The Bible says male and female, but we're going to change that. Now there are, and here's a few of these things that I found, there's cis There's there's cishet, there's trans, there's genderqueer, genderfluid, non-binary, intersex, pansexual, bisexual, sapiosexual, the list goes on and on. I don't even know what in the world them things are. But do you see how man comes along and changes it? They change what God has made pure and right and holy. Amen. Professing to be wise, they have become fools. Mind you. These people that make these changes, they know who God is. They just refuse to glorify Him as God. Listen, they changed masculinity recently, haven't they? They've changed masculinity. And they said it's toxic to be a man. It's toxic to exhibit exhibit masculine qualities. They've changed femininities. They've changed it. They've said it's debasing to be a mother. It's debasing to be a housewife. They've changed the family structure. You don't need a dad. They take all these wonderful things that God institutes, that God made, and they changed it. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like an corruptible man, into birds and four footed beasts and creeping things. Then this, this society, remember, these are steps. Into complete lawlessness. This is a direction that a nation, a person, whoever, this is the direction that they go when they reject God, when they refuse, when they are unrepentant, that they continue on that path. This society that makes all these changes, then they build their own gods, okay? Sports, Hollywood, self, money, cars, all these things are their gods. They say, now we're not going to glorify the God of the Bible, we'll make our own gods. We are gods. Hollywood is gods. We're going to glorify this. We're going to glorify that. You know, I've, I'm starting to think of my own nation, our nation, and man, this sounds like the path that we have been on for a very long time. Our nation serves those gods, our nation has created all those false gods. This society, this nation, this group of people chooses those gods. Instead of the real God. And, and you know what? God says, okay. Because God's given us this strange thing called free will. You, ha- you can choose to reject Him or you can choose to serve Him. The choice is up to each one of us. It is up to us. A- any nation can say, ah, we will believe this. Or they can say, no, we won't believe that. If you choose, no, I reject this. I have a better way. I'm going to do it my way. If you reject it, God says, Okay. Okay. If that's what you want, I'll give you what you want. Listen, let's, let's continue on our journey. Romans chapter 1, verse 24 now. Wherefore, God also gave them up. God says, okay, I will give you what you want then. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves Who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. God says, okay, if that's what you want, I'll give you what you want. Have at it. If you want to serve those other gods, serve them. You want to worship other things? Go ahead. You want to change what I made? Go ahead. Go ahead, because I've given you free will. You can choose it. God gives them up, it says, to uncleanness. He gives them over to it. If this is what you want, then have at it. Now remember, these people have a knowledge of God, but they reject it. They won't repent. So God says, okay, I'll give you what you want then. You can have at it. We'll see how this ends up. I've warned you. I've given you my word. You reject it. You you are conscious of me, of my laws, but you reject it. I will give you that. You can do what you want then because God does not force us to love him. He does not. It wouldn't be love if he did. Now, th- this is the, the first big step to a debased society, okay? This is the first big step when God gives them over. Do we reject Him? We say, no, I don't want nothing to do with you. Okay, then it, 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 you go into this unclean world, dishonor their bodies between themselves, change the truth of God into a lie, worship in these other gods. That's the first step. And to be honest, it sounds like our nation. We have this knowledge of God, but we reject Him. It's the first step of a society as it descends into lawlessness. Okay? Now, when I think of this first step into uncleanness, into dishonoring our own bodies between ourselves, worshiping the creature more than the creator, I like to think back of the 60s. You know, now, of course, I wasn't alive in the 60s, but if you remember in the 60s, we booted God out of school in 1963. We said, we don't want him in education anymore. Get out. We got a better way. We, we began removing the Ten Commandments all across our nation. We don't even want God's law anymore. Get it out of here. Uh, and this, is, th- these are, this is the first step. As our nation takes a step towards lawlessness, Okay, we, we began to quit going to church as a nation. Church attendance started dropping off. Uh. Roe versus Wade was in 1973, and since then, abortions have skyrocketed, skyrocketed. Woodstock, 19, summer of 1969, that, that ushered in the sex, drug, and, and the rock and roll era. That came in. That, all, all these things are manifestations of a society that says, nah, we're going to go a different direction. And, and then when you make that, stuff starts happening. Div- divorce began to skyrocket in that era. STDs began to skyrocket in that era. All the crime rates started skyrocketing in that era. Alright, let's, let's move on to step two now. You take, that's the first step. You see all this filth in our nation manifesting itself. Let's go on to see what happens in the next step as they descend into lawlessness. Step two, verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up. See, God does not force us. He says, okay, you want the free sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Okay, if that is your choice, have at it. But brothers and sisters, there's always consequences. Always. In this life or the next. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, nature. I'm sorry, nature. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, in receiving in themselves that recompense of their errors which was meet. We see that now here as the step two is a step towards some type of homosexuality movement. It's some type of, it says that the women do things with the women that's not natural, and men with men working that which is unseemly. So we see as this nation, they know who God is. They've rejected him. They've said no. And they're doing all kinds of unclean things. And we, we saw all these things happen in the 60s and the 70s. And then the Bible says, okay, the next step is a move towards some type of a homosexual rem, uh, movement. Oh, I guess. Anyone know any history of the LGBT movement in America? You know, there was some of that stuff kind of hidden and hush-hush in the 50s and 60s, some of it, but it was really taboo and really quiet and then none of the coming out stuff. It was rather quiet. But in the 70s, this movement, the LGBT movement, began to gain momentum. It's almost as if someone read Romans 1 and says, hey, let's do this. In our nation, we started to see in the 70s, the late 70s, we started to see openly gay people in elected positions. The, the rainbow flag, the, the six-stripe rainbow flag came out in 1978. In the 80s and the 90s, things really began to progress for the LGBT movement. It began to appear more in mainstream media and in uh, TV programming. We began to see characters on TV shows that were uh, coming out as homosexuals. In 2004, our nation had its first legal homosexual marriage. From there, it hasn't stopped That movement continues to gain momentum. It's like a snowball that starts out small and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now it's huge. And what was once taboo is now commonplace. This is the second step to a debased society. It goes from, Lord, we're not going to worship you. We ignore you. And they begin to experiment with all these things, creating other gods. And then it turns into a homosexual movement. Now, listen... I'll probably get criticized for this, but please hear me out first. This second step into a debased society, the Bible says this. Now, pay attention closely, please. It says they will receive in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. I'm going to read that whole scripture to you in the NIV. It's, it's a little clearer. It says, in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust. For one another, men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So the Bible says, along with this homosexual movement that you see, there's going to be some type of they received in themselves the due penalty for their error. There's going to be some sort of coincidence that, or some sort of a, a result, resulting factor that comes with it. Huh, let's, let's think about what happened in our nation in the 80s. Listen, the AIDS epidemic, and I got these off a lot of websites. The AIDS epidemic caused by the human immunodeficiency virus found its way to the United States as early as 1960, but was first noticed, listen, after doctors discovered clusters of Kaposi's sarcoma and pneumos, pneumocystis pneumonia. In gay men in Los Angeles, New York City, and San Francisco in 1981. I remember watching documentaries about the the 80s and the 90s and the HIV virus. These thousands and thousands of young men were dying and they were scratching their head. The CDC had no idea what in the world was going on. These people were dying by the thousands. This is from history.com. It says in the 1980s. In early 1990s, the outbreak of HIV and AIDS swept across the United States and the rest of the world. Though the disease originated decades earlier, today, more than 70 million people have been infected with HIV and about 35 million are dead from AIDS since the start of the pandemic, according to the World Health Organization. Listen, 675,000 people, have died from AIDS in the United States since 1985. 675,000 people. 13,000 die each year in the USA from AIDS. Now that has come down with the advancements of medication. Now, Now I'm not saying that God came and killed all these people. I'm not saying that's beyond me. He can do what he wants. He can do whatever he wants. We're his creation. If he wants to take me off this planet right here and right now, he has every right to because he made me. The Creator can do whatever He wants with the creation. But I'm not suggesting. I'm only saying that when you ignore God, that there are consequences. That there are consequences when you say, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do my own way. And to me, you couldn't write this script any more accurate found in these blueprints in Roman chapter 1. We saw this stuff happen in our nation. I get this data not even from Christian websites. It is just what happened in our nation. Again, I'm not saying that God came and unleashed AIDS. I'm not saying that. I am only saying that there are consequences to sin. This is what it looks like when a society, when a nation rejects God. These are the things that happen. These are the things that manifest themselves. This is what it looks like. Now, now that was the second step. Let's get to the the third and what I believe is the final step into a completely broken down and degraded society. Let's see if if Romans is accurate. If the Bible stands up. We're testing it this morning. We're putting it under a microscope. We're measuring it against what we've seen in our nation. And what we're seeing in our nation to see if it's accurate. Romans chapter 1. We're in verse 28 now. Now remember we just came through this big sexual Homosexual movement, 80s, 90s, 2000s, still going on now. Verse 28 says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gives them over again. He gives them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness. And fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters of, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do them but have pleasure in them that do them that is the third and final step to a debased broken down society it is God gives them over says okay you refuse to repent even still after all this calamity has come upon you after all these deaths after the warnings I've given you Okay, you're given over. And the Bible says the, the final result is a reprobate mind. That's the fun. God said, oh, I will give you over. And now we have a nation full of people with a reprobate mind. It is a mind that is devoid of all godliness. It is a mind that is bankrupt of all righteousness. It is a mind containing zero discernment. None at all. None. Brothers and sisters, does this sound like anything going on in our nation right now? Who in a million years would have thought, brothers and sisters, let's be honest with each other, that it would even take discernment to figure out which bathroom to go in. We don't even have the discernment to figure out which restroom to go in, what gender we are. We can't even figure out if we're male or female anymore. Those things didn't even take discernment. I didn't think they did, but obviously they do. Because we can't figure out that anymore. Who would have thought that it would take discernment to figure out whether we need police or not? for crying out loud how's this even a, a discussion on the table how how can it be this way i'll tell you how you continue to reject the lord this is what you get you couldn't write this any better you couldn't write you would figure the bible was written after these events had happened how it's like a book we have a book from the future or something Strange, maybe God knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Very strange. You end up with a, a nation, a people, a person, whatever. Anyone. Remember, anyone who holds the truth in unrighteousness, their minds are zapped. Their minds are completely reprobate, debauchery. Their minds are depraved, almost like in a, an animal state of some type. One of the biblical descriptions that I read a moment ago is implacable. Listen, which means completely unreasonable. You end up with a group of people that's completely unreasonable. You can no longer reason with these people. Does this sound like our nation... You understand, some of these these people burning down things and destroying stuff, you you can't come with them and say, hey, let's sit down and and figure this out together. Hey, let's sit down at a table. we got to talk through this. No, the Bible says they will be given over to a reprobate mind and be completely unreasonable. Completely unreasonable. Implaceable. No longer had the ability to be rational. Minds are completely given over. Zapped. 1 Timothy chapter 4, you don't have to turn there. It, it talks about in the end times, some there will be a people that have their conscience seared with a hot iron. That they, they will not even really be able to have the ability to discern right from wrong. They, they will do wrong and not even know it. They will do wrong and think that it's right. They, their minds are zapped, it's fried, and that is the final result as you descend into lawlessness. You continue and continue and continue to reject the word of the Lord. This is what happened. This is the, the crop that it produces. This, this mind that's completely debased. Completely devoid of any and all righteousness. If I can call the band to make their way back. These people... Their, their conscience is seared with a hot iron. These people, we see them alive and well in our communities now. They, all they want to do is burn the community down. Destroy our history. Ruin our economy. Waste our wealth. That's their mission. Destroy anything and everything. Just wreck it. No talking. No discussing it. No, no being reasonable. Destroy it. Destroy the family structure. Destroy our history. Everything. It's just destroy it. They are hell-bent on throwing away our very way of life. They're just bent on it. There is no other way. Just destruction. That's what we want. The Bible says that this is what happens. You continue to reject me. That's what's going to happen. Their minds are completely burnt. Their minds are completely given over because of their choices. Because of their continued, unrepentant direction as they move into this third and final stage of complete debauchery. We hope we're seeing this play out before our very eyes, aren't we? I read Romans 1. It's like I'm near shocked I read it. And I'm like, what in the nine worlds? How how can this be any more accurate? See, stuff like this is what confirms the word of God. I mean, you can argue and bicker and this and that. But I'm going to say, look, here it is. And here it is happening. Say what you want. Experts, say whatever in the nine worlds you want. I got this the expert of all experts wrote this he's the one I believe this stuff just confirms the authority of the word of God it it, it confirms to me that it is inspired by the word of God the Holy Spirit came it moved over mankind to pen this they wrote it with the spirit of the Lord heavy on them thousands of years ago and we see it happening before our very eyes the Bible is real and it is true We're seeing a large portion of our nation following this blueprint in Romans chapter 1. As they descend into lawlessness and chaos, we are seeing chaos. We are seeing lawlessness in many of our cities. And And it takes arbitrary, goofy things to just set people off. And they're burning cities down, destroying things, destroying businesses, eating up the wealth. It's just destroying them listen to me now not me Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 says it, it tells us to choose you this day whom ye will serve but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord you know did these people in Romans 1 that it's talking about they may continue to burn down the cities they may burn and destroy but my choice is to follow this. I, I, I'm not going to take this book and, and bend it to be like me. I'm going to take this plumb line and, and I'm going to straighten myself out to the Word of God. That is the only way. Any time you try to bend this, anytime time you try to say, no, not this part of it, not that part of it, or, or we're going to skip this book, or we're going to take this book out, or, or we're only going to look at this book, or we're only going to concentrate on this, ch- You end up with the Romans chapter 1 qualities, those characteristics. Let's stand to our feet this morning. We have to realize how real this book is. We have to realize how accurate the Word of God is. Completely, never been disproved ever. Never even been disproved with archaeological finds ever. The Bible is the inspired Word of God. And in Romans chapter 1, it gives us a blueprint for what it looks like For a nation, a society, or an individual that rejects God and they descend clear to the point where their mind is completely given over. It's complete reprobate. We see it happening in our nations now. Let's pray and then we'll do one more worship song. Father God, we see your word. Lord, I I can't thank you enough for Romans chapter 1. I can't thank you enough for the whole book of Romans, Lord. Such a fantastic book, Lord. And Lord... I said moments ago that it feels like the Bible comes from the future, Lord. But, Lord, that's because you know the end from the beginning. You know the beginning from the end. The Bible says you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Lord. You can see the future. And, God, I humbly ask, Lord, that you see this church, that you help every single individual in here. To align ourselves with the plumb line. That we will take these sacred scriptures and apply them into our lives. That we will be an obedient people. That we will be a people that's quick to repent. And quick to read our words. Quick to have the word hidden in our heart, Lord. And God, we ask for your divine protection. As we see our nation is not going on a good path, Lord. We see it, Lord. It's right playing out in front of our very eyes. We ask for protection. But Lord, we ask that you make new hope. Make every individual in new hope. Let us be representatives of Jesus. And let us be a light in this darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship, church. Then we'll dismiss. Claiming to be wise and became under fools. We overcomplicate things. When it's so simple, the the word says, if you ask for it through faith in Jesus, it'll be given to you. It'll be taken from you if you ask that. If you ask for your chains to be broken, it'll be taken from you. I know that personally. So let's sing along with me. Stand up with me.